The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member. And we don't mean your Aunt Dolores. You stink! The TNT Shop has it all at tntradio.live. Co-founder of the British Nursing Alliance, Kate Shimarani, on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Happy Saturday, folks. It's me, your natural nurse in a toxic world for TNT Radio. And you are in the natural nurse army. I hope you've all been doing your celery juice, peeing like a racehorse. Don't forget, you've got to do a whole bunch of celery on an empty stomach. It is a herb. The Lord gave us the herbs as medicine. Well, it's the 3rd of February, and I'm coming to you from beautiful East Sussex in the UK. It's terribly posh down here. I am originally from the Midlands a mining town and uh, so when I moved down here it was a bit of a a bit of an awakening because normally I say hello to everybody but they don't down here you've got to live here a good decade before anyone actually talks to you but uh, for all of you who have just tuned in to my dulcet tones and my rather fabulous face um, because I do like myself trust me the Lord created me in his image so if I say oh I'm fat I'm ugly I'm this I'm old whatever then I'm I'm slagging off the Lord and I'm not going to do it Got to love yourself, folks. So in the Natural Nurse Army, we're not going to eat rubbish anymore. We're not going to talk rubbish anymore. We're not going to hang out with rubbish anymore. We're certainly not listening to Tedros the Terrorist um, anymore. And our, our tyrants in power, we're not listening to them anymore. No, food is our medicine and we are what we eat. So this is what we're going to do. So this week, just to get it in, you're going to now start having at least eight to 12 ounces of carrot and apple juice every single day. I've got to get this in quick before I bring my guests on. Carrots full of antioxidants, vitamins A, B, C, beta carotene antioxidants, as I've said. The apple exponentially increases the uptake of those, the pectin does, and the malic acid in your apples will soften any stones. Make sure they're organic because carrots were traditionally used to clean your soil. They suck up all the toxins. Don't peel them. Get them in your juicer, get them down your neck. You will absolutely be glowing. So it really is, you know, again, what you should be having. If you are eating processed food or giving your your children white acid poison sugar that's more addictive than crack cocaine, then you're going to see a decline in your child's behavior, in their alertness after their initial rush. And there was a study done in the, U- done in the UK at a primary school, actually, which showed that when they got the diets fixed in the schools and cut out the sugar, the child's maths and, and science results went up by 14%. That alone should show you that your children need to be eating the right foods. Now, what's going off in in sunny UK, and I say England, my England, although it's curry night every night of the week now, um, I feel like the minority with my my white privilege, apparently. Uh, Rishi, Rishi, that, that prime minister that none of us voted in, in the House of Frauds and the House of Parliament, turned around last week and said that that bioweapon, you know, that dirty one, was safe, completely safe. I don't know what hymn book he's reading from, but I'm I'm sure that lying in public office, uh, does that not carry rather a long prison term? Why are we listening to it? Now, sat next to him was Jeremy Hunt, and his name, Hunt, rhymes with something really rude that always pops in my head, but I shall not say it. Of course not, or even think it. I'm trying to keep my mind pure. Um, He nodded. He nodded in agreement. 
And a load of the other Muppets behind were all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. these people are supposed to be um, acting on your behalf. They work for you, not the other way around. And he's telling us that those bio weapons are safe, even though endless injuries everywhere that are, and all the documents as well, what they put in these things, simian virus 40, which we know leads to lymphoma. They put it in the polio vaccine years ago. So he's saying they're safe. Um, when people say, you know, go and get your own children injected. No, I, I don't want that either. No children need injected with anything. So I'm going to say it yet again. Prove me wrong. No vaccine has ever been proven safe. No vaccine has ever been proven effective. And no two vaccines have ever been tested together for their efficacy. What does that mean? You give a drug, it will have an effect. You give a drug, it will have an effect. You give the two together, they could have a completely different effect and kill you. But we take our beautiful, pure babies to the sacrificial altar of Moloch and have them injected with viruses, fungus, mold, bacteria, aluminium, mercury, chemicals, and we do that when they're in vitro as well, by terrorizing the mothers and injecting the mothers. Now, madwives, this is going to bring me on to, because we have a wonderful guest today who I have such respect for. This is going to bring me on to midwifery, or as I call it, the madwives. Midwives used to deliver all of the babies. And yet we're going back to that with the cottage hospitals here. In America, I think they only deliver... 10, 14% of the babies. I'm sure that's all to do with money. And most of the babies are cesarean section in America. But midwives used to deliver the babies. They were among the communities and they knew these women and they would visit them during pregnancy and up to a couple of weeks after pregnancy. It was wonderful, absolutely wonderful. And it was done in the most natural way possible. And somewhere along the way, with bastardized science, um, they took having a baby, which is how all of you got here. You know, I like to talk about penises and vaginas on every show. I can guarantee you that it's only biological males and females that make a baby. So whatever you've had cut off or stuck on or reconstructed, it's not going to make a baby. I'm sorry I've burst your bubble, but for the rest of us here, I'm sitting on my biological vagina and I got here by brushing the inside of my mother's vagina on the way out. So all you men are now going, yes, you had a hand in it as well. So shut up. But when you look at having a baby, it's natural. It's the most natural thing going. And yet they have made it the most unnatural experience. In fact, I believe that you're breaking the law if you don't register with a midwife and you don't register your baby. What's that all about? Well, let me bring on my wonderful guest, Nikita Stark, uh, from Holistic Maternity Care online courses called, wait for it, when push comes to shove. And I can tell you, I delivered my last baby on my picnic mat in my bedroom, washed clean at 40 degrees. The head was out before the madwives even arrived. And out of the four babies, it was the best delivery ever. I was up mopping the floor several hours later. Yes, I was because I had my baby in the natural position. I was upright, holding onto her head. Nikita, welcome to the Kate Shamarani Show for TNT Live. Hi, Kate. How are you doing? I'm always good, always. And it's fabulous to see you because um, 
for those who are watching, actually, Nikita is, I'm so glad she's got a hair plait and a hat on because it makes me look more fabulous because you can't see most of her face. She's gorgeous. She's a talented singer. But something happened, didn't it, when you had a baby and you decided that babies just could not be born in this horrific way with lights, camera, action, beeping machines, people coming in and out, in and out with women's feet up, your vaginas on show to everybody. And this poor little mic coming out of a lovely, quiet, gorgeous environment into everyone running around like headless chickens. What happened? Yeah. I've always been uh, a natural birth. Well, I haven't always been. I've been a natural birth practitioner for 14 years and I used to sing as well. But um, I started when push comes to shove in 2021 um, after independent midwives lost their insurance. Um, I must just correct you on something, Kate, that it, no one has to legally engage a midwife. In, Excellent. In That's what we want to hear. Because you know what? Yeah. All I hear now is people contact me all the time. I don't know why they think I'm the font of all knowledge, um, but they contact me and they're terrified because they're pregnant. They don't want to go down the route. And you know what they throw at all of them all the time? Can you sign here that you'll have a blood transfusion just in case you need one? And they're all terrified of getting um, the devil's soup blood, basically, of vaccinated people. That is the latest thing. Yeah, but there's, but unfortunately, you don't know what you don't know. And this is what When Push Comes to Shove is all about. It's basically a one-stop shop for maternity care. So we we provide holistic, non-clinical care to pregnant women and their families throughout pregnancy, birth and postnatal. We provide su superior birth education um, for women who want to train to support other women to prevent birth sabotage or you can do a course yourself if you're an expectant mum and um, we also do advocacy so I a large portion of my work is women who have called me saying they've been referred to social services for the majority of the cases they're unnecessary referrals some are unnecessary but in any case I help um, navigate the system so no there's no legal obligation for anyone to engage with a midwife you can come to us and you can birth outside the system with us or you can have a toe in it and we can help you navigate that system. But the the macro view here is how is this, how have we got to this place where everyone's scared? And it's because we've got this collective consciousness of fear and everyone's trying to fight fire with fire, getting angry with the other side, the other side getting angry with us, but that's not going to solve anything. We need to shine our light. And I don't believe in criticizing. I believe in creating. So but we don't want to be shining a light up the vagina looking for a baby. We we want a nice, calm, a calm environment. Yeah, we want a calm environment. But the problem is women aren't educated in birth. And by the time they become pregnant, they're already they're already scared. There is there's hardly any education. We're, we're not given this information at school. So women assume that birth is a medical procedure that happens naturally if you're lucky but it's actually the other way around and the the trauma you'll hear about i mean speak to three people who have recently had a baby about i reckon about two out of those three would have had a c-section and they would have been led to believe it was a big emergency 
Um, yeah. And, now- and also, Nikita, what you've just said, it's quite interesting. Um, when you look all over the world and I had IVF for my first three children, my last one, I conceived naturally very easily. Um, just just the, the I think twice in two years because my husband was working away and I conceived naturally um, because all the stress was off. In countries where you've got people living in villages, rural villages, there are very few infertility problems. And yet we see it in the cities. And I think a lot of that is attributed to stress and toxicity. Yeah, it's uh, the way we live. Um, again, it's it comes down to living in fear constantly. There's um, a really good book by Judith Goldsmith, um, it's about forget the actual title essentially it's about how women in indigenous cultures who are not in survival mode who are not living in poverty there is very few issues in, and and negative birth outcomes oh childbirth wisdom from the world's oldest societies that's what the book is called um and we learned there that indigenous uh, people don't have the problems we do in childbirth it's ah. people say to me all the time well what about women used to die all the time in childbirth they still do now there's there's only three reasons in my experience why birth goes wrong one is poverty so if you are living in poverty where you're living in an overcrowded environment and you're malnourished that's a recipe for problems the second is you've got an actual ailment and as you know, Kate, there's only three things that make you ill, toxicity, deprivation, and trauma in mind, yeah. body, and soul. And then the third reason we have awful outcomes in birth, and the most common reason is over-medicalization of birth. So yeah, so did you hear, just to, just to stress on that, over-medicalization of birth, when they, you know, take you in, um, start inducing your delivery or you know telling you you're overdue everything is done you're put in the most unnatural position to have your baby on your back so that the doctors and nurses can see um it, it's it is the most unnatural position and this is all done and then you get problems and also the amount of drugs that are given and those babies then are born with those drugs in their system which is horrific. Yeah, and I like to, I'm, I'm interested in what happens with the DMT in a baby's, so DMT we need when we're born and when we die. And things that suppress DMT and calcifies your pineal gland are things like alcohol and other suppressants. So what drugs are being used to affect a baby's DMT? And is this, are we seeing a result of the DMT being affected at birth through all these various childhood problems like autism um and very talking things. about are you talking about dmt that you can either it's got a terrible street value and it's synthetic or there's the natural one natural that one that's some people i might know might have vaped it just to see what happens and and most people get that experience where you see all the geometric shapes and then you'll have a specific message. Now, I'm not advocating these drugs. And, and how would I possibly know about that, what you might see? But I'm just saying. 
Anyway, and it's the mother plant of the cannabis plant. The DMT comes from the mother plant. Demani Mitchell will be on talking about it. But that's interesting when you talk about this DMT, because one would almost be forgiven in thinking, like in the Nazi camps, you were forbidden to get pregnant. And if you were found pregnant, you were often executed as a to stand as a warning to everybody else. But one could almost be forgiven in thinking that they're trying to stop people being able to conceive and they're trying to dumb down society. And I'm just going to leave you with that thought because your government do not love you. They're not your mummy and daddy. And it's about time you get in the bathroom, slap yourself and realise that. Um, we're going to have a little word for our sponsors and also you to get on the website and get shopping folks. And remember, you can email me or my guest, Kate Shamarani at tntradio.live. Back in a tick. TNT's Bruce de Torres. The Who's proposed treaty will increase man-made pandemics by Merrill Nass. Just a minute about this. This report is designed to help readers think about some big topics. How to really prevent pandemics and biological warfare. How to assess proposals by the WHO and its members for responding to pandemics. And whether we can rely on our health officials to navigate these areas in ways that make sense and will help the population. populations. We start with the history of biological arms control and rapidly move to the COVID pandemic, eventually arriving at plans to protect the future. She didn't put protect in quotes. But I just did verbally. World Stage and Bruce de Torres on today's News Talk TNT. In a democracy, the majority vote rules. But in most democracies, you can only vote for change every three or four years. To understand what people want, governments and political parties use focus groups. These focus groups can include as little as 20 people. Australia is a country of over 25 million people. Does making decisions based on 20 people sound fair to you? Have your say. Be heard in between elections. Download the 4MySay app now. That is number 4, My Say. I want to say this, and I'm going to say it just once. This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. You're listening to me, Kate Shamarani, on Sunday, the 3rd of February. I tell you, I'm just, I'm not wishing my life away, but I can't wait till the clocks change. Because it's getting dark malarkey at like half past four. I, I like walking on the forest and pitch black with the chihuahuas. I mean, they always do get me back to the car. But uh, I like the light nights. You should be sleeping more in the winter. But we have a wonderful guest on today, and she's talking about um, pregnancy and birth. And it, it's not a medical condition. It's how we all got here. And these rotters in Parliament and these WEF uh, members, uh, you know, they're telling us that there's too many of us. There's too many of us on the earth, even though that bloke with the bald head married to his very tall, skinny wife. They've got three kids. You know, the one who's uh, the, the grandson, uh, sorry, the son of uh, that bloke that says he's the king in that big house in London. And, and I only have one king. It's Jesus Christ, our Lord. But anyway, uh, they tell us, the peasants, that we can't have any more babies, but they keep having them. So uh, it's okay for them, but not for us. So I say to any of you out there that are in a loving, stable relationship, hopefully married, get to it. Get at it. Have as many children as you can, as many as you can, um, because that's what you're here for, to go forward and procreate. And, 
you, family is everything. So I, I've produced four. So I expect you to beat me easily. And um, don't do as they say. But please don't. Just get to it and have lots. Um, that's my advice today. And the Lord will provide. Don't worry about it. If you're if you're worshipping designer glasses, designer holidays, designer cars, designer clothes, you've got your head up your backside. You'll get on your last breath. And I've been with a lot of people as they're dying. I never hear anybody saying, oh, I'm so glad I had that car or that handbag. Oh, I'm so No. They think about their memories with their loved ones. I had the same thing, actually, with cats. I had 12 of them. Get as many of them as you like as well. <laughs> so, Nikita, you mentioned DMT in babies. Now, most of us out here that are good little law-abiding citizens think of DMT as a class A drug and used in eye ceremonies. It's from the mother plant, cannabis. Um and the synthetic one, yes, it's toxic, but the natural one, mm. but you mentioned that and the drugs that will stop that. And also, as we know, aluminium that's in the vitamin K shot is accumulative and they give the baby the vitamin K shot straight away. And all of that aluminium ends up in the brain. What's going on? Tell us about that. I don't know. I haven't quite pieced it together yet, but I do feel something isn't quite right. Um, look, I'm not, I don't want to be dogmatic about this. I, I'm sure you can all tell that I really celebrate natural birth, but that doesn't mean to say that I am forcing it on people. I believe in choice and I don't believe that women can make informed decisions when they're living in fear and when they're surrounded by um, people whispering in their ear how dangerous birth is. How can you make an informed choice? One, when you don't have any information and two, when you're in survival mode. So I'm not saying everyone has to go and have a home birth I don't believe that. I believe in choice and uh -huh. people will only make choices that are right for them when they are aligned and when they are not in survival mode. So I'm not saying don't go to hospital, do what you want, but become informed. But I do know this. I can see the result of society and consciousness with the calcification of the pineal gland, which produces DMT, dimethyltryptamine which is natural in the body. And, and melatonin, melatonin. And it's, it's in the, it's, you know, the pineal gland, you go directly between your eyes. It's right in the brain. It's very tiny. Yeah. <laughs> and it's when it's calcified, fluoride calcifies it. Uh, fluoride will get to your brain because 2.45 to 5.8 gigahertz, uh, which is your Wi-Fi, opens the blood brain barrier and hospitals are full of it. Absolutely full of that frequency but uh yeah it's 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 very important in in scripture of course in in a lot of old language that's your your connection with your higher self your your antenna to the lord and creator to your great you know something bigger than yourself so it's very interesting um that you mentioned this Release a lot at birth and obviously when we pass over so people who have had a near-death experience will will all say the same thing the feelings of euphoria, weightlessness, um, and it's from DMT, from the production of DMT, but the same happens at birth. But if we interfere with that at birth, what does that mean? I don't have the answer to that yet because I don't know enough. I don't think there are either any studies on it, but it does concern me. But let, let's, let's put that 
to one side for now because we do know this that the over medicalization of childbirth is damaging now i'm not talking about women who choose to go and have their their planned cesarean section if that's what they want fine and make an informed choice about it um doing it doing anything out of fear never works we need to make a decision from a place of love yeah fear. i got married out of fear <laughs> look well that that turned out <laughs> Well, everything that I hear from women when it comes to the maternity system and the problems they're having, so not knowing their rights, being told you have to do this, you're not allowed to do this, you're not allowed to do that, that just cements more fear. And women what are your, Nikita, what are your rights? Tell us, tell us what are our rights in the UK if we get pregnant? Okay, well, first of all, you have no legal obligation to engage with any healthcare provider. And that's protected by the Human Rights Act 1998 and the NHS Constitution. So the NHS Constitution is, well, the NHS is an optional service. There is no need to engage with a midwife if you don't want to. However, I have to make this very, very clear. It's protected. So, right, midwives will refer women to social services. Let's say, for example, they've had what's called a wild pregnancy where they haven't engaged with anyone during their pregnancy and they're having... A who, who calls it wild? Who calls it wild? Just a term that just flies around, a wild pregnancy. So no one is is engaging in clinical care. It's just a wild, natural pregnancy. Yeah. So if women engage don't engage with the services, they have a wild pregnancy and then they plan a free birth or an unassisted birth where you don't have any medical attendance there. And let's say something goes wrong and they want to transfer to hospital, almost always there will be a social services referral. Now, that they shouldn't do that. I don't think midwives actually know the law because it's protected by birth rights 2017. They said nurses and midwives do and doctors don't know the law i've never i've never met such a crowd of uneducated uh scaremongering rat bags uh in as what i've met in the last four years i I don't yeah no i'm saying it you rat bags anyway do carry on so they'll make a a social services referral because they're they think the woman's birth choices is weird and (laughs) they're their children are at risk because their parents didn't engage in any medical care. It's protected by birth rights 2017 that midwives are not meant to be making social services referrals on wow. free birth alone. But, but they do because they're, you can disguise it and frame it in another way. Um, if you've had any previous social services involvement or your current children are not registered with a GP or a homeschooled, they will put all that together and make a referral. And this is what I help with. I help women get these social services cases dropped. Now, you don't have to engage with anyone, but you must know how to navigate the system and, and why are you choosing to not engage? I'm not saying you should engage or you shouldn't. What I'm here to say is, why are you making this choice? Are you making mm-hmm. this choice from a place of fear or from a place of love? If you go to, well, I have another uh, company called Artemis Birth Attendant Academy, and we train uh, women in our one-year course to become traditional birth keepers. Um, basically, uh, can I, let's just so we don't miss this. It's a fantastic course, and you have people worldwide. Yeah, and yeah, and you can access when push comes to shove. Is, is it when push comes to shove.com? I don't want people.co.uk. 
when push comes to shove.co.uk, I personally think every single nurse in the UK and madwife, or I mean midwife, should do this course. It's wonderful. Um, Absolutely wonderful, because I can tell you, I am a nurse of nearly 40 years. It's hard to believe I'm that age. But um, I'm terrified. No, I'm not terrified. I am a little bit scared when I go into the arena of the National Homicide Service. I've seen it up close and personal recently. And I can tell you some of their language, even for me, who is very educated in it, the language that is presented is, is very fear-mongering very very fear-mongering so if i'm afraid you're absolutely right how do the general public feel especially with what's going on now well if women go to artemisbirthattendantacademy.com where i do the one-year course they will see a link and it says freebies download template letters and your template letter should be sent to your local hospital to inform them of your choice of free birth because what they will try and do you for is concealment of a pregnancy if you don't engage now that doesn't so conceal concealment of a pregnancy of course uh you know we hear these odds odd stories that make the press where a baby's been born in a telephone booth in on a freezing cold night and everyone says this isn't it's terrible and so they say a concealed pregnancy so it's a big thing they make a big thing of it and of course, if they try and put that on you, then you can get into a lot of trouble. Yeah, well, they will put your baby down as a child at risk and the social services will have to have lots of things in place. But anyway, look, it's knowing how to navigate the system. You need to inform them that you're planning to free birth, otherwise you can be accused of concealment of a pregnancy. Now, the problem is the definition of concealment of a pregnancy varies from trust to trust. So it's not a black and white thing. Um, and then if you do intend to free birth, have an unassisted birth, then there's a second letter that we give away for free, take it into the hospital with you because it will arm you with knowledge of your rights that I'm here at hospital because I am choosing to engage care because I believe I need help as a responsible mother and according to the NHS constitution specifically principle number four I expect you to respect my wishes and help me and then if you don't it's a dereliction of duty so un understanding your rights in pregnancy is so so important we actually have a course that when push comes to shove called navigating the system um fantastic it's really good for, for women and, and men who want to understand their rights in childbirth, how to help others. But we also have a six-week course. Um, it's it's running now. It's, it's home study, so you can start immediately. And it's called the Childbirth Companion and Advocacy Course. It used to be called the Doula Course, but I've changed the name because there's lots of politics around being a doula now. Yes. So... Um, Yes, it's now the Childbirth Companion and Advocacy Course. It's six weeks long. You will learn so much. And it, a, a huge um, chunk of the course is centered around spiritual and self-development because the problem that we see in the world is all fear. So if we work on ourselves and we, we can have connection to our authentic selves, we're not going to be living in a state of fear and we're not going to be living in survival mode. And I think that's why we have such good birth statistics, because all of our birth keepers and doulas, they are not living from a place of fear. They're working on themselves every day. We have a 77 percent home birth rate at when push comes to shove. 
100% of our mamas breastfeed and only 4% of our mamas give birth on their back. That's incredible. And incredible. I, I breastfed all four of my kids, even twins. And honestly, I had I had boobs like fried eggs. Once that milk came in, these were juicy melons. And then they shrunk back to like little like little cricket well, like ping pong balls in socks. But when people say, oh, I can't breastfeed, I know it wasn't a good look. Uh, when people say, I can't breastfeed, and and also you'll know, you know, I, I, I hopefully got somebody coming on to talk about this, formula milk, it's A1 milk. Number 67 in the amino acid chain is, is converted to beta casomorphin. It's a morphine and it depresses the respiratory center of the brain. And they have done endless studies with links to cot death. Um, this is this is very true. And cow's milk, there are some women through whatever reason, you know, they can't, but the majority of women can breastfeed with support. And that milk is very different to cow's milk. It's milk specifically made by your body for your baby. And it's the most wonderful time to 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 bond with your child as well. And actually, when you look at your child, um, something happens as you look at your child with the chemicals in your brain. I, I used to be on the phone, Nikita, when I was working at NHS Direct, um, a good, I think it was 12, 15 miles away from my home. And I used to express milk in the morning. And I did these two shifts late at night. And my milk would come forward. So anyone who's breastfed knows that tingling and then your milk starts to come out. And I used to call home and my my ex-husband used to say, oh, he's just woken up. So even though there was a considerable distance in mileage between myself and my baby, I would my body would invariably know when he was waking up. Incredible. It's an incredible bond, isn't it, to breastfeed? Breast milk is liquid gold. People were trying to buy it during COVID because... Wow. Of, well, look, this is what it does. Uh, just a few things that it does. If your baby has a fever, your breasts detect that and it will change the temperature of your breast milk accordingly in order to bring the fever down or do what it needs to do. When you breastfeed your baby, it can detect which antibodies are needed in a baby according to what bacterial or viral infection they have going on and it will produce those antibodies it will sense what the child needs that's why so many people were trying to buy breast milk during covid it's and of course colostrum which comes out first and the um Maasai warriors they drink colostrum from the cow is is the elixir to life that comes before your milk. I know all you men now, you're all scrambling because your wife's breastfeeding just to get some in your tea. Stop lying. You've all tasted it. I already know. I've asked loads of you. Um, it's very sweet. And I know you've all had a taste. So, so Nikita, so it's fantastic. I'm looking at your website now. When push comes to shove.co.uk, those template letters. I don't care who you are. If you're pregnant, you're not pregnant, you're a grandmother, you need to get on here, download a copy of each of them. And if you know anyone who's pregnant, who's come into the light, as we call it, please give them these letters. This, this website is incredible. And I know you've put a lot of effort in. And for people, you know, you know, Nikita, that I want to do the course. And uh, 
you know, right now I'm tr- we're trying to save my daughter's life. And one of the things that she would like is a family. And the treatment they proposed was going to make her 100% sterile. And I've always said, you know, the only person who will be delivering my children's babies will be you. Um, you'll have to come and live with us for a month just in case it kind of happens. But we're just going to have a quick word for our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to have the last segment because there's some really, I, I love when I've asked Nikita about this. We want to talk about actually the giving birth and what happens to a woman's body when you haven't got all of these lights, camera, action, folk bombing around in scrubs and um, all the rest of it. So don't go away. Go and sample some breast milk. You know you want to. And we will see you in two ticks. Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malsberg. Last week when Karine Jean-Pierre was asked about the position of Joe Biden when it comes to late-term abortions, she had the phony rhetoric ready to go. What I will say is majority of Americans, majority of Americans, wants to see their rights protected, wants to see women have their rights protected, wants to be able to, wants, want women to be able to make those deeply, deeply personal decisions on their bodies, on their own, not politicians. That's what majority of Americans want to see. And so the president's going to stand with majority of Americans on this issue. Do those unborn babies have any rights then? I'm not going to get into that specific. I'm not going to get into that question. Rights for unborn babies? What are you, mad? (laughs) But let's take a look at how Americans really feel about the issue of abortion. This is from Gallup, May of last year. Only 34% of Americans believe abortion should be legal under all circumstances. 34%, a majority, 64% say limited circumstances or not at all. And in the same poll, only 22% of Americans believe third trimester abortion should be legal at all. It just shows that Corinne Jean-Pierre and her leftist buddies are a bunch of liars. Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Malsberg. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on TNT. The Kids Cancer Project funds vital research into childhood cancers. And you fund the Kids Cancer Project. Funding research means giving children back their lives. And who knows what kids with cancer could grow up to do. The Kids Cancer Project. Survival starts with science. Donate now. The Kids Cancer Project. Telling it as it is. Kate Shimarani on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. You're listening to me, Kate Shamarani, and we're here until 10 a.m. Aren't you lucky, lucky folks, Saturday morning if you're in the UK, listening to me, especially when we start mentioning boobs, melons, breasts. Your breasts are there to feed a baby. They come, milk, breast milk comes in attractive containers, always at the right temperature. You can do it on the hoof. You don't need to wash any bottles. You just get it out and plug them in. And I did it everywhere. I tucked a little shawl under my bra strap and put the baby on and I'd be pushing the pushchair. And guess what else? It makes all your muscles contract after you've given birth. It gets you back into shape. Breast is best. It really is. And we are talking to the incredible, she really is actually, and she's an amazing singer. I've heard her. Nikita Stark from When Push Comes to Shove. 
And she's telling us about ArtemisBirthAcademy.com. You can go on and download all of her free letters, which tell you all your legal rights and what you do. And I don't know why anybody wouldn't do this, whether you've got children, grandchildren, whether you're thinking of a baby, having a baby, please, please do it. Now, we always, I always like to finish on really jolly good bits. And we all know that the art of actually making a baby can be a jolly good bit. Uh, for the rest of us having IVF, uh, it wasn't so good. A lot of pressure on men to go into the cubicle and deposit it into a into a little pot and then knock on the window when they've done it, complete with the magazines to try and speed it along. Or the threat of if you don't give your sample, we're going to stick a big needle into your testes. Uh, but that's IVF. But we're hoping to take away all the stress and you conceive naturally. Now, I've had conversations with Nikita about the whole birth experience, and it should be incredible. My last one was incredible. My son ran in the bedroom at the last minute and switched the light off and we were all in the dark. Um, he went, what's that? Because <laughs> he was three and a half as, as my last daughter was lying on my abdomen. But Nikita, it should be an amazing experience, shouldn't it? Yeah, I, it, it should be. Babies are born in love and they're made in love. So when you have sex, you release oxytocin. It's the love hormone. Should be that way. There are obviously awful circumstances where women become pregnant through not so nice methods of conception. Um, and babies should be born in love. Babies should be born into a sea of oxytocin, not adrenaline and cortisol. It should be born into oxytocin and that eases them into this life um, along with DMT. It it connects, uh, I don't know, it depends on your, on your uh, the way you see the world when it comes to spirituality. But anyway. Well, listen, do- listen, Nikita, this is your moment. I don't care how anyone else sees the world. I've interviewed you lots of times and had you on shows. And I love the way you see the world because right now they want us to see the world as hatred, war, don't have babies, cow farts are killing us all, um, everything that's horrific. And the world is a beautiful place. So you're on here and I want to see it all from your perspective because I can tell you the bit where you told me that women orgasm during birth, I feel robbed. I had four of the blighters, not an orgasm past my vagina, I can tell you. Yeah, some women do. And that this is the way I see the world. Don't buy into it. Don't, yes, we need to be aware of things that are going on, but don't give it your energy. Don't let it consume you. Shine your light. Darkness isn't a thing. It's the absence of a thing. And that's light. So we don't need to criticize all the time. Let's just create. All right. Yeah, we know. Let them get on with it. They will, they will drown under the weight of their own ignorance eventually. Let them get on with it. Well, I like that. Can I put my foot on their heads? (laughs) No, don't be that. You'll be just as bad as them. Don't. I never do that. Love. Just love, Kate. Everything, every beautiful aspect of this world comes down to love. Love is the only thing that exists. Everything else is a hallucination. Oh, that's Ephesians. Ephesians put on your full armour of God. God uses faith and hope. Everything from a place of love, the devil uses fear and prejudice. Right. So we don't need to do the same thing. Yeah. We, so so tell us about tell us about 
what would be an ideal birth for a baby? An ideal birth for a baby is coming in full of oxytocin. So just to explain how that would not work, if if you release adrenaline in childbirth, it stops oxytocin production. And it does it for a good reason. Imagine a few thousand years ago, we were wondering as we tend we tended to do, and we see a predator, and the predator is about to attack us, eat us, and we're about to go into labor. Our body says, don't go into labor now, it's not safe, that thing's gonna eat you. So instead of producing oxytocin, all that lovely rich oxygenated blood for your uterus ready to contract and help the baby come out, you release adrenaline instead and it stops oxytocin in its tracks and it gets all that love, uh, lovely rich oxygenated blood from your uterus and it goes to your limbs and to your extremities ready to fight or fly or freeze. Now, although we don't really, not in this country, don't really have predators anymore, maybe human predators, um, but what we do have is modern day equivalents that stimulate adrenaline. So bright lights, feelings of being observed, strangers putting their hands inside your vagina, hearing other women give birth. And then women hear this awful thing and it says their body failed to progress. Well, no bloody wonder. If oh. you can't get into your birth bubble and release all that oxytocin and you have all these adrenaline stimuli all around you, how are you going to labor properly? And then more to the point, when women end up having what's called uterine inertia and nothing nothing happens, their, their labor just stops progressing, then they're rushed in for an induction and they're given a drug, which is a synthetic form of oxy oxytocin called syntocinon. And if you're watching in the States, it's called Pitocin. It doesn't work like natural oxytocin. It contracts your uterus over and over again and it can be very, very painful. Then you ask for an epidural. The epidural slows down your labor because you're rendered on your back and you have no feeling. So then they up the syntocinon and round and round it goes. Now you're not feeling the extra pain of the syntocinon because you've got an epidural, but because your uterus is being hyperstimulated, oxygen flow to the placenta is compromised and then babies end up going into distress. And then you're taken down for a C-section and they women are almost in sort of some sort of Stockholm syndrome where they feel they have to thank their care providers for saving their baby's life for a pr procedure. They start when they caused birth. it, they caused it. Absolutely. And and then and then so they're going through that. And I, I'm just making sure we don't run out of time. We'll go back to it. The cord cutting, the cord cutting. It shouldn't be cut, should it? Tell us about the cord cutting. No, it shouldn't be cut. Um, you need to wait for white. Wait for the blood to complete and go into your baby. It's ridiculous that I need to say this, but babies need their blood. And if you cut the cord straight away, a baby will lose a third of its blood supply. A third. Wow. And all those stem cells. Yeah, all the stem cells. Wow. So why but, are midwives cutting them? Why are they cutting um, them? Well, the... the I don't want to tire everyone with the same brush because there are loads of beautiful, wonderful, kind, fantastic. Well, they're, they are, and we're not talking about those because a lot of those but contact me. They are, they're, they're fabulous. Not, I'm talking about the ones that are following following guidelines. Told, yeah, because question Well, guidelines are now actually to wait, to, to delay cord clamping. So they are guidelines to wait, but they'll wait probably about 20 seconds and that's not good enough. They do it because they're told there's an extra risk of jaundice. 
um, and they think the baby will will hemorrhage out of the cord. I, I, I don't even know where they're getting this from. I'm not sure what evidence they're basing this on. Um, but rest assured, baby will be fine. Wait for white. Um, put baby straight to your chest. If the cord is long enough, some babies are born with quite short cords, in which case it will be very difficult to put baby to your chest. And then babies will do something miraculous. They, If you put a baby on your tummy as soon as, as soon as the baby's been born, it will start to crawl up your chest. They're Gosh, like feet. a wallaby. Well, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Their, their little feet pushing down on your uterus will start contractions again, ready for the placenta to come out. And then they start the rooting reflex, like going like that, trying to find the breast. Looking, looking for the nipple, yeah. Yeah, and then when they do latch on, the breastfeeding stimulates oxytocin to help the placenta come out and therefore to prevent bleeding. To, to contract your uterus down. So when a when your placenta has come out and your uterus contracts back down, it should feel like a tennis ball, should feel nice and hard. A spongy uterus or woman who's been in labour for days because they can't get into that lovely oxytocin state, that will have a very spongy uterus and that's a recipe for bleeding. On the bleeding note, you, you can there are ways to prevent a, a postpartum hemorrhage and you need to understand about um, environment. If you had one before, find out why you had one. Was it caused by unnecessary medical intervention? Was it caused by the environment? Did you have a very spongy uterus? Was your labor too long? But there are things you can take um, to help prevent bleeding naturally. After the placenta's come out, you can take shepherd's purse tincture, cinnamon bark tincture, that can help to prevent bleed. A bleeding you can make your is own this on, is this on your website is this on your website um oh, I, if, if, I, if women contact you this is information that they get there are lots of natural you can but make a drink that's a, the closest to a, a blood transfusion that nature has to offer and if wow. you want to know get in contact with me um don't forget uh, when push comes to shove.co.uk when yeah. push comes to shove.co.uk amazing amazing information um please do continue um so i often get a lot of questions as well what are the alternatives to a blood transfusion in a medical setting um you can use something um if you're having an operation you can have a cell salvage machine um instead of a blood transfusion so that's usually if you're having a c-section they can use a cell salvage machine um then you can contact me oh my medical choice is a really good website so they will tell you all the natural um i've i've been advising them for the last couple of years when it comes to natural blood transfusions or alternatives sorry um then there's something called gelifusin um you can use that instead of a blood transfusion there are options you need to speak to your doctor ahead of time and saying what do jehovah's witnesses have you know gelifusin is um is synthetic so there's no blood there. There are options if women don't want a blood transfusion. Um, natural alternatives as well. Just get in touch with me and I can give you like a protocol. It's not the same. It's not instead of. It's like saying, you know, we can't compare vaginal birth with a C-section. C-sections should not be an alternative just if you fancy it. They are a last resort. Oh, yeah. Too, too posh to push. And you see all these celebrities, they they, they book the date. Yeah, they book the date 
Yeah, they book it. Yeah, but a lot of them have a tummy tucked on at the same time, have the muscles they stitched back do, together. Also from fear because they think it's important how they look. Imagine living in that head. That is no, terrible. I don't want to. I'd hate right. to be half of that in their heads. Send They're them mental. Love, Send them love. They are not do too posh to push. <laughs> no. They're scared. No one makes decisions like that from love. They're frightened. We need to send them big kisses and love. Yeah, and that, that fear of worrying about. Honestly, I didn't get any stretch marks. I was very lucky. But I, I'm not going to lie. You know, that I, I, I've got that skin, extra skin that's like a little balloon that's gone down after New Year. I don't care. And, and you know, I, I just don't care. I've done what my body was meant to do, have babies. You know, I, I, I can keep it as fit and as lean as I want. But if I'm fortunate, I will get old. It is it is a great honour to be old. And uh, I'm not old actually yet, but, but we're supposed to, yeah. But um, Nikita, it, you always give the most amazing information. And um, anyone who's looking at Nikita, I mean, she just looks like a young bubbly girl. Um, she's not. She's a mother of two children as well, two very beautiful children. Um, she's worked tirelessly on this business. She is the most uh, educated woman and articulate, as I'm sure you hearing. We can't fit it all in. Like I say, she is her video of her singing. Uh, um, she, she's got a, a, the voice of an angel. But I would say to everyone, if you are a nurse, you need to go and do the training. If you are, if you want to be a nurse, you need to go and do the training. If you are just a mother, a grandmother, do something useful, serve your community, serve your fellow man and get educating yourself on this website. Because one of the things that Nikita's saying, and I know we're having a laugh about it. I, I, I'm a Christian and I, I don't do the whole, you know, even my enemies have come to me. They're not my enemies, but people that have really wanted to see me in jail have had to come and cap in hand and ask for my help. And that's okay. My door is open. As the police do, they just use my keys. But what what I'm saying is, how do you get rid of the fear it's the best way to get rid of fear is to educate yourself. Nikita's absolutely right to lose the fear. Nikita, some final words. Give us your best line apart from go have sex and have a baby. Um, oh, I can keep practicing. I'm, I'm, my, my, I'm well cooked now. I menopause years ago, but I can still pretend it. Um, I'll just get more cats and chihuahuas. But Nikita, Tell us again, where can people find you? And and what do you think is the one thing that they're going to get from you besides lashings of love and oxytocin? <laughs> um, you can find me. And, and what do you think is the one thing that they're going to get from you besides lashings of love and oxytocin? <laughs> um, you can find me at whenpushcomestoshelf.co.uk or if you want to do the one-year course, and if you're like a particular birth nerd, it's artemisbirthattendantacademy.com. And I just have one thing to say, really. Peace on earth begins at birth. Oh, I love it. I love it. Someone post that on a postcard to Sausage Fingers Charles. <laughs> Nikita Stark, you're a wonderful guest. You've been listening to me for the first hour of the Kate Shamarani Show, TNT Radio. Join you after the break. Lots of love, Nikita, always. Thank you.